Welcome to this episode of Doxology Matters, where we desire to help you think deeply about God's Word as you praise Him. We're so thankful that you have joined us. Today we're going to be talking about soul care, and specifically in the area of counseling. Who is a counselor? Uh, Who should we get counsel from? Uh, How do we receive counsel? And what are the forms of counseling? Um, How does counseling serve us in growing into the image of Jesus Christ in our walk with the Savior? Uh, What times in our life could we benefit from counseling? And so uh, Pastor Ben is here with us today. And if if you haven't listened to the episode on marriage with his sweet wife, Meg, we encourage you to do that uh, when you get get time to do that. So Ben, welcome back, brother. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Well, we want to talk about counseling today. What is uh, counseling, and how would you say that people see that word counseling or counsel defined as? Sure. Well, a lot of times we uh, think of counseling as kind of Christian psychology. (laughs) Uh, You you go to counseling because you've got a problem or you've got something going on in your life, some trauma or whatnot, but um, really counsel is also... Um, just seeking after the Lord, seeking advice and godly wisdom as to how to pursue a certain scenario or a certain goal in life. Um, scripture talks about counsel as well. With um, the, the proverbs are replete with nods to counsel, seeking counsel. Um, it Proverbs one seven: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. And fools despise wisdom and instruction. So that wisdom and instruction being counsel. People being able to speak to us in our lives of, hey, um, this is what the Word says, and this is how we apply it. Um, If we go to Proverbs 19, 20, and 21, listen to advice and accept instruction that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So again, the advice and instruction, listen to that, that you may gain wisdom. Mm. So even if it's not a traumatic experience, even if it's just simply trying to discern direction in life, counsel is is something we seek. Yeah, and it's not, I mean, from what you've read there, what you're saying, what you've read from God's Holy Word, is that counsel is not just for those that are in a professional career office. Sure. Could you, could you speak to that of uh, when we might need to go see somebody that's in professional counseling? You as a shepherd, when do you refer people to? Sure. Um, when the when the issue is outside of my scope of full understanding, uh, there there is something to be said for degrees and training. Mm-hmm. Um specific ways that you are looking to listen and prod and uh, discern that there are people who are trained specifically in that. And I definitely think that we should be utilizing those people, especially um, as we are looking from a Christian perspective of we want to allow people to use their gifts and we want people to be able to use their gifts to to help us in that way mm. um, now as Christians we definitely once again want to seek out people and godly counsel 
and those who are going to utilize God's word and those who are going to use his word as the ultimate goal and end of our life and how to instruct us and how to guide us as we're dealing with the trauma, dealing with um, events in life that have left us scarred and hurting and mm-hmm. how we are to respond in those situations. And we, we want the word to be poured over us. Amen. And we definitely need that. Yes. I went to a refuel conference at Coastal not, okay. not too long ago, and one of their pastors spoke on, I thought it was very helpful, that he would say counseling is all the above, meaning a professional counselor, uh, some a friend that's given you counsel, mm-hmm. going to your pastor for counsel, hearing counsel from songs that are being sung mm-hmm. that it... I think his title, I don't remember it exactly, but it, counseling as a community. Mm-hmm. We, we need counselors. The, uh, the wisdom in a multitude of counsel, Scripture comes to mind, that it's not just for uh, those that have acute problems, so to speak, air quotes, mm-hmm. that would go to a professional counsel counselor. We all need counsel in our lives. Sure. Um, it's, it's essential. And when we don't have counsel in our lives, then... There are definitely blind spots that could be missing. But as you said, there are times that where even as pastors, not uh, even if it's probably not the right way to say that, but w- we need to to share with somebody, hey, brother or sister, we think it would be beneficial for you to go talk to this person with this addiction issue that you have mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. this problem that you have been um walking with for a long time it would probably be beneficial absolutely yeah do you think counseling has a um kind of a a side eye look to it or do you think people are more open to talking about a need for counseling i think it's getting to the point where more and more people are accepting of it i do i do definitely see that it gets a side eye it gets uh it, in in a culture and community where we don't have problems, <laughs> mm. uh, and we don't want to air our problems, and we don't. We want people to think we're buttoned up. And in the Instagram culture of everything is made over, and my life is perfect, and you don't need to know any differently. Right. We we don't want it to be outside of our head that we have a problem, and that's really an unhealthy way to operate. We need to. We need to be constantly challenging our minds and getting seeking help in different areas of our lives or seeking direction. Yeah, I've thought, I mentioned to Ryan Davison one time that uh, I thought about as a pastor, it'd be nice to just go in and talk with somebody just as almost like you're, I kind of think of it as a tune to taking your car in to getting it the alignment fixed. You know, mm-hmm. the just to go in and talk with somebody. It's, uh, I think it's healthy. Sure. Now, even if, even if you feel like everything is going well, it's helpful to have somebody that is a devoted father of Jesus Christ hear what God is doing in your life and interact with you in a way that is caring for your soul, like yes. deep soul care kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And that goes to the multitude of counsel that you spoke on. I mean, 
we we get in a vacuum. We get it on all heads. We get around people who are thinking exactly like us, and we forget that there are different perspectives, and we need to hear those so that we can be well-rounded and well-reasoned mm. in the decisions we make. Mm. As a shepherd, uh, how do you see your role as counselor at Seaford, for example? My my role as counselor is, sure, there are sometimes things that are going on within family or personal life that people bring to me to just talk them through and for them to be able to talk to me and just try to air what's in their mind. And then my role is simply to point them to Scripture and to Christ mm-hmm. and to aid them and direct them in that whole process of sanctification of becoming more and more molded into the image of Christ. And how does that look? What does that look like in each and every situation? How do we approach that? And just being able to give that advice. Amen. I mean, that's a, that's a faithful shepherd that's counseling from God's word. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. Do you remember a time when someone gave you much-needed counsel? Like, is there a moment in your life where, wow, I'm really thankful for, for brother so-and-so or this couple who really poured into our, your marriage with, uh, with Meg? Or do you remember a time like that? Sure. There was, a, there was definitely a time when we were newly married and someone saw a way that I, I don't remember – exactly what it was but it was an attitude in my life it was a um a way that i was interacting with meg and he's like hey um you really need to watch that that's not loving her like christ loves the church that's not um that's not leading her that's not serving either of you and i'm sure that's coming from some of the root of selfishness that's in each of us Mm -hmm. and we and we just talked about all that on as you mentioned the previous episode, so um, it's it it can be very humbling. <laughs> it can be very on the nose. It can feel like a a sting. Yeah, when we want to say we have it all together and we're acting in the best way we can, and we're, but it's it's necessary. And mm-hmm. I've have been very thankful for those who have felt comfortable enough and even if they haven't felt comfortable enough have been obedient to the point of risk of offending me mm. of saying hey brother watch this I've, I've been noticing this in you recently what's going on and just being able to talk through with them uh, as you said realign realign get back on the path hmm <laughs> I think about a occasion where, uh, as years ago in ministry, I was, uh, I think, feeling fatigued and just stressed with a lot of different things going on. And a brother came to me and talked with me about some things he was noticing. And I'm forever thankful to him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gone back to him, I don't know, four or five times and said, thank you for that. And it does, you do feel the sting of it, you know. Uh, when somebody's talking about an aspect of your life, hmm. but it's really if they're doing it in Christian kindness and for your good, it's a blessing. Yeah, it, it really is a blessing. 
And when they use the word rightly, you know, to what is it? What's the scripture says? All scriptures breathed out by God, profitable for uh, teaching, rebuke, uh, reproof, reproof. Yes, yes. Um, so that follows up to this next question, how, or leads us to this next question: How can godly counsel in our lives serve us in sanctification? It aligns us with the Word. It aligns us with God's expectations for us. Hopefully, <laughs> that's the goal, right? That's the that's what that godly counsel is for: is to help us reorient because we get so busy, we get to doing so much, thinking about so much, we get in a rut of habit, whether it be a healthy or an unhealthy, whatever the case may be. But we all, we always need to be okay. Here's the goal. Go towards it, hmm. and that whole idea of reorienting so that we are once again pursuing that Christ-likeness, mm-hmm. pursuing that sanctification, not simply stuck in a rut because this is what I've always done, this is how I've always pursued. It's, it's the same in every aspect of our life. You can't do the exact same thing over and over again. Even if you get results up front, we have to be we have to life is fluid it's changing and um the way we approach things changes often so we have to make sure that we are always in that pursuit taking the taking the path that points us most to Christ amen our lives really are every day moment after moment daily of repentance mm-hmm. cuz we're going to sin yes it's what we do after that that we the lord would give us desire and zeal and we would have humility to daily repent and turn from sinful ways and follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. Seek after him, know his word, and pursue holiness. As we think about you and I both worship pastors of such wonderful churches, how how can we uh, counsel those that are on our team um, to be about the glory of God and not about the glory of man? Sure. This is such an easy thing to fall into as you in worship ministry. I mean, we, as musicians, we are trained, and we are trained to be critical, critical of ourselves, critical of others. We are trained, and sometimes we get pats on the back that inflate ego, and it's just always pointing them back to what is the purpose of worship ministry. Hmm. Why do we sing? Why do we play our instrument? First and foremost, to glorify God. Second, to edify and encourage His church. But in that, we aren't performing. We are joining, we are leading, but ultimately we're joining the voice of the congregation Mm. as we are all collectively singing and praising the Lord. Mm. As we are all collectively teaching and admonishing one another using psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. How, how important would you say? A little bit of a softball question, but the answer might go a little bit deeper than that. How important would you say soul care is for somebody leading corporate worship on a Sunday, the state of their soul, where they are with the Lord? That is it's very important. I, I can tell a huge difference in weeks that I have been hurried or overly busy or and have not 
had or made the time to mm-hmm. orient my mind on the word, on the purpose for why we are gathered to begin with, um, on my whole outlook and demeanor on a Sunday morning than when I have. Yeah. So it is Im- imperative that we as pastors, worship pastors, Christians walking in the door. I know as parents, that's a whole nother dynamic. You're getting yourself ready. You're getting, uh, you're making sh- sure your spouse is ready as well, but you're getting little children together and ready to get to church. And that can be a frenzied, frazzled time. So a big, <laughs> I, I'm going to apply soul care here. A big soul care thing for me and my wife has been as much preparation as can possibly be done, do it Saturday night. That way, clothes are picked out. We're not trying to figure out what we're throwing on the kids. We know where all toothbrushes, what we're having for breakfast, all those different thing aspects are so that mm-hmm. we wake up, we execute, and we aren't hurried. We're not frazzled. And that has been a huge uh, soul care thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, preparation is is so important. We, you know, you're talking about corporate worship, we prepare, prepare, prepare. And for us, uh, you know, it, you prepare all the service aspect, the musical arrangement, the flow, the tech, and everything. But preparing spiritually. I would argue is is of greater significance than all yes. the logistical stuff. Yes, all that is very important and can serve the church, hopefully very well and faithfully, and magnify Jesus Christ. But the um, the priority of where we are with the Lord is so important, mm-hmm. just so important. Where our team is, yes, you know. Uh, for a worship pastor, I feel just this, especially here at Bethel, I love the people that mm-hmm. are on the team, and I want to know how they're doing, what's going on in their life, what what ways could I be an encouragement to them, to share with them a scripture, to be a listening ear, to, to hear with them as they go throughout their rhythm, their daily rhythm, their weekly liturgy mm-hmm. of praising mm-hmm. God. Um as they're as they're leading, mm-hmm. uh, and that goes into the counseling too. You know who has family drama going on. You know who had a bad week at work. You know who is struggling in their job, in their marriage, whatever the case may be, and praying for them, praying with them, mm-hmm. and know, them knowing that you are there as a shepherd to point them to the true shepherd. That's a lot of the onus of this podcast is that it's the daily, weekly time to think and mm. to to um, to till, so to speak, our hearts, our souls with the Word of God. That we're constantly being uh, um, Romans twelve renewed. That our mm. minds are being renewed. That we're a, a living sacrifice. That we're constantly communing with God in prayer and the Word, and that. By God's grace, we're growing in holiness, growing in holiness. So I think that's where counseling, whether it be a a pastor counseling his uh, sheep, uh, 
or maybe a, a mentor counseling, uh, a mentee giving counsel. Maybe you're not laid back in a chair looking at the wall t- talking about your problems in that kind of way. Nothing wrong with that. But maybe it's over a lunchtime where you're talking about an issue in the home or an issue you're having at work that you need somebody that's that's older than you or maybe it's a group of guys if you're a man or a group of ladies if you're a sister in Christ to open yourself up to to take down the guards to be vulnerable to share with them how you're doing with the savior mm-hmm. uh, those moments of daily counsel and weekly counsel are significant mm-hmm. yeah absolutely have you ever had an accountability partner or do something like that? I have. I have, and I have one currently. One of my friends um, from seminary, uh, we text on a regular basis, almost daily, just checking in on different aspects of each other's life. Um, and that that was one great thing about uh, going to Southwestern was while I was in the music school, I had at least one or two good friends who were in the biblical counseling department. So I kind of got to hear them process their classes. They got to hear me process mine. So it was a, a growth in not only worship and music and Old Testament, New Testament, all those things, but also through just hearing the approaches to counseling and mm. scripture from that perspective. Final question. In a, as you said, Instagram digital culture, mm. how can we... Uh, grow in being vulnerable people that have that welcome counsel welcome yes rebuke welcome mm. people speaking into our life i it starts in your own mind being honest with yourself and with being sober honest with yeah that i do not have it all together i may have some things in my life that are in a good spot, but there's always going to be something in my life that I need prayer, I need counsel, I need help, and that's okay. And then finding the right avenues by which to pursue that counsel and that help. That's well said. There's always areas that could use some shoring up. Absolutely. Sometimes you know them, and other times you don't know them. Yeah. And then you'll find out. <laughs> you'll find <laughs> you will out. find out. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and you should want to find out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an awareness of, of, of sure, you might not know exactly where that area is that needs the most shoring and attention right now. But be intentional. Be looking for those things. And be open when they are pointed out by others, by your time in the Word, by worship, be open to confronting those and dealing with them. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, brother, thank you for being on here for this episode on counseling, growing in grace and truth. And uh, dear one, if you're listening and you could um, uh, benefit as we all can from counseling, maybe it's with a friend, maybe it's with a pastor. We'd love to, to do that here at Bethel. And I know Pastor Benwood at Seaford, if you go to Seaford, or if you need somebody to reach out to uh, for counseling in a more um, long-term way, reach out to a good biblical counselor that's going to give you 
a counsel from God's Word with their trained, experienced, educated expertise. So Lord bless you as you seek to walk by faith and magnify Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening.